Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have two exceptionally special guests with us. We have Drs. Karen and Klaus. Karen is from Sweden. Klaus is from Chicago. And they bring an expertise in so on so many levels so i'm actually going to ask them specifically to talk about what they do and then we're going to talk about the project that they are working on together and hopefully with some of you so karen tell everybody just a little bit about who you are Mm -hmm. okay i'm karen and um, I have a PhD in biology, and I worked also in the medical school for anatomy, and I teach out anatomy for the medical students. And now I live in Sweden, and I have a little company that's called Hands for Horses Sweden, and I'm a, an equine sports massage therapist. And that's really how we connected years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago in Berlin. We met and went, like-minded person, we need to spend time together. And Klaus, please tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, my name is Klaus, and I'm a faculty in the medical school at Northwestern. I'm also faculty at biomedical engineering in the same university and communication science and disorders. And I have fun in developing new gadgets. Ah, <laughs> it's Inspector Gadget. When we, new we, toy person. We, we love toys, so we need to get to know people who are gadget-oriented. And this is a fantastic conference that we're at in the, in the International Fascial Conference because it brings people together who are looking to keep learning and make a difference. And we were going through the um, posters, and we came across Karen Close project and we went this is brilliant so how well first tell us what the project is mm-hmm. well it started with that i i have this guy next to me and he is a little bit like a party pooper because he's questioning everything so he asked me so how do you know that the horses are relaxed after the massage and i said well the head is down the lip is hanging they're, you know, they're, they're farting, they're farting, they're pooing, and so on. And then he said, "Well, put them on the pasture." I saw the same thing when they're on the pasture. Just wait two hours, and they're on the pasture. So how can we? And then, of course, out of that joke, we developed an idea. Why don't we make a scientific project for quantifying relaxation? Can we quantify relaxation? And that was actually the point. And then we first thought I take pictures from the whole horse before and after. And you wanted to look up if you see a difference, you know, and then go with the computer program over it and see that the muscles have released and so on. And then he said, I barely can see something. So the computer might see something. And I have read the book Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow, where they started pupillometry. Ah. And they gave their probands um tasks which were actually not to solve to bring them into stress ah and they refined this method so much that they left them alone in the room and they were sitting outside and just seeing the camera of their pupil of their eye and it went that far that they had um, a walkie-talkie connection to them and then they then they could see when the pro band was giving up and they said excuse me why do you give up just try and they said, how, do you, how do you know? And then they said, we found the window to your soul. Yes. That's uh, it. That's yes. wonderful, isn't it? And yep. then we said, why don't we do this? Uh, I'm getting thing? goosebumps. Yes. 
So we said, why don't we do the same? We can do pupillometry with the, with the horses. So it started very primitive. I took the iPhone or my mobile and took a picture before and after. And it was that simple because, of course, my clients pay me for treating the horses. The horses have to be fine for the competition or for shows and so on. So I couldn't really do some scientific experiments. But I, I told them about this, that we wanted to see that there, we have an idea. Can I take pictures from the eye before and after? And they were all okay, fine with that. So we took pictures and then I sent it to Klaus. And then maybe you can take over and explain a yes. little bit what you did with all the pictures I sent you. So I basically took the pictures, looked at the eyes and took the eyeball and you can see landmarks where the cornea goes into the sclera. You can very nicely outline the eyeball. So you can take that as a reference measure and then outline the pupil size and then make the ratio of the two measures. And that gives you a normalized area for the pupil before treatment. And we did this after the treatment and then compared the two parts. And what we found out is that through the treatment, the pupil size decreased. That means from a stressed situation, the sympathicus, which is a sign for stress, adrenaline going up, you basically have a shift of the balance where the parasympathicus, which is for relaxation, is coming up and overweighing the sympathicus, or at least you shift the balance. And that shift in balance decreases the pupil size. And the pupil size actually decreases by 22% in area. That is quite a significant change. Yeah. Compared to a number of horses, which we had only in the stable lane, where we did nothing to the horses, they just were standing there and uh, could communicate with whoever was going around. Uh, they had no change in pupil size or a slight decrease, which means they got a little bit stressed by being and standing there in the stable lane. Yeah, and maybe we forgot to tell that the pupil size is only steered by the autonomic nerve system. That right. That well, we that's, that was going to be my next question because not everyone out there yeah. is a doctor no, or a scientist, yeah. so they don't understand. Yeah. So, so explain, yeah. well, fight and flight. Explain yeah. a little so bit for them. So if you have the flight and fight syndrome, many people, when, when I ask them, what would you expect when the parasympathicus is more active than the sympathicus, they all say that it would get bigger. The pupil gets bigger because we don't see that sharp anymore. But I think in former times when that was actual, that was not the point because they just wanted to see movement. Where is the tiger? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Where's, where's the dragon yes. waiting? Yes. And you need movement. So you need a lot to see. So yes. it's a little bit like the Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Why do you have so big eyes? Because I want to see you better. Right. Yes. Right. That so I think, I think for a lot yeah. of our, our equine planes, they think when their eyes get big, it's because they're afraid. Yeah. They are on the hook. Do I have to flight or do I, should I fight? Yes. Right. Or must I, or do I freeze? You have these three right. reactions. Horses are more on the flight. That's yes. why we can actually race them. Yes. We, we have race horsing just because they have this flight instinct. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Right, because they're what? not chasing anything. What? There's no rabbit. <laughs> there is no rabbit. There's nothing. And that's the, so this is uh, quite interesting that, that, that the pupils are only steered by these two, even if we say that the sunlight is coming in and then the pupil gets small. But there is another nucleus in our brain that switches over to sympathicus and parasympathicus. 
Uh, and they then say, oh, close it. Shutters too, it's too light. Right? There's actually three measures which determine the pupil size. One is the light, one is the balance between flight fight, if you basically term it this way, mm -hmm. parasympathicus and sympathicus, sympathicus right. the flight, uh, the fight. And then the uh, third one is the acuity. That means if you want to see that very sharp, yeah. then you have an uh, assessment there. The two letter ones, so the fight flight and the acuity is basically minor in that situation because we control in our experiments for those things. And then the parasympathicus sympathicus innervation, that balance between the two, is right now determining pupil size, and that's what we measure or the change thereof. So, mm -hmm. would you say that that mm -hmm. the visual acuity would be less when they're relaxed because when they're more the, open, it's when, less. when it's yeah. more yeah. open? Okay. Think okay. about that point, the the pinhole camera. Yes. So, as smaller the point is, the nicer the image you can get. Mm -hmm. But you have to open up the image for the to sympathicus to get uh, more light in there. To get more, so you basically have more photons getting to, or more light getting to your retina, so you basically have a better reception yeah. on that part. More information. Yeah, yeah. more, more data. information. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, and so the owners took well to this. The owners were totally were they curious, and they were actually curious. Oh, tell us, tell us when it's when you have results. And then I told them your horse is a part of the of the publication, and they were oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they, and, they and, and I think it's yeah. like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of owners wonder, you know, is it really making a difference? We get asked that question: Do we, you know, because you know how it is with manual therapy? Yeah. Do we, you believe yeah. in it? Right. Because I'm like, it's yes, all I worship the god of massage. Yes. That's my yeah. belief. Yeah. No. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that, that's, that's a nice expression. Yeah. <laughs> more often, instead of anecdotal, we, we worship the god of massage. Yes, I believe. <laughs> but but to be able to then. You know, sci to take the science and explain mm -hmm. what's happening, yeah. I think will make a lot of people happy in saying, yeah. yes, this work is um, is making um, such a difference. So, the work. Yeah. Let's talk about well, what do you mean by the work? Yeah, because you said you initially just started using the camera. Yeah. And now, well, you've I was got, asking you about moved, the technique. You moved on to more elaborate. Well, I took so the, two questions. Yes. Yeah. So I took the camera before and after. The iPhone. And then the, yeah. iPhone, <laughs> the iPhone, yeah. Nice iPhone plug. And yeah. then I treated Sam's the whole people. horse with all the techniques I have. Because so which are which is not simply It's not simply manual. just a manual therapy. Right. I do the equine fascia release therapy after Lisa Kimball. I use uh, the normal massage techniques of course also but then i also have a massage machine right which is very soft like a little hammer but it goes very deep into the muscular layers and it helps the horse to get rid of the tensions the muscle tensions quite quickly but i think that this manual stuff i do is even more important because that goes on the mental side of the horse well, we've been talking about so uh, so much this weekend, and a lot of the research where they mm -hmm. don't necessarily um, actually address the fact that there is an emotional content mm -hmm. to stress and tension. And I I love that this um, 
deals with it. And I think we saw some pictures of the horses actually wearing goggles. We were talking about that. Ah, okay. That we developed. That, well, we bought goggles for light-sensitive horses. That is maybe when they got an eye operation. That yes. is, right. That, you yeah, know. we have horses that have to wear because of they get UV damage. Yeah. Yes. And so they have to wear the protection yeah. until that clears so up. So it's not exactly. necessary for this study to have the goggles? It would be nice because we want actually to also make a lifetime monitoring. Yes. So while I'm massaging or while I do the treatment... I could have a film, a movie, right, about what the what the pupil is doing, yeah. and it creates and a more down. controlled environment yeah. too. Because yeah. if you're in there working, someone comes in, and turns the light on, yeah, or the the sun changes position while that from the time you started to the time you end, and now coming that's coming into the stall, all those are variable factors that you need to try to control. And the variable factors controlled by darkening the entire visual the entire field. Visual field yes. And only in that side where you have the camera sitting, there you have infrared uh, light sources, uh -huh. which cannot be seen by the eye normally, but the camera can see it. So right. the camera yeah. can see the pupil and you don't see anything, so you have no influence on of light, additional light outside, ambient light that. on the right. size of the pupil. Yes. So that makes the experiments much more, or the measurements much more reliable yeah. and consistent. Yeah, more controlled environment. Yeah. So, so, all, experiments so are all about. This is part of what your future goals yeah. are. Yeah. These are the This is one of the future goals. The other one is that we. Uh, as I said, I use different techniques, and then it would be actually exciting to see how the effect of the of the different techniques. Is there a difference for the horse if we use a machine or if we go into the you know the hard classical Swedish massage? Yes, yes. yes. Or, you know, or golfing, yeah. you know, yeah. golfing or, or, or you know, yes. on to acupuncture and yeah. and. Uh, Osseous adjustment. I mean, there's so many. And you have I see fascia. so many. And we have the facial tools, and, the, and, the and we have the laser, and we have chiropractic to yeah. see. And, you know, for us getting so excited about working with you. So, for all of you in the local Florida area, we want to bring them down. And we want you to bring over your horses, and we want to do lovely stuff to them so that we can see what does your horse respond best to. And then longevity. How long does it really work? How long yeah, does it really work? Yeah. You know, yeah. so if we can actually check that horse the next yeah. day, the next week, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a little hard to put them in a jar and not let other things happen to them over right. that week. Right. It's still useful, I yeah. think. I think the point is what you can do once you have the system established. It is something a horse would carry all the time for medical purposes. Would carry for example some goggles and then if the camera is there you not only can monitor an hour or two hours you can monitor a day you can monitor two days you can monitor a week yeah you basically change the chip out there and then read it out and then make an analysis afterwards that is all off we're inviting them to stay for a while just so you know <laughs> because this is there's a lot of thoughts here and many of you out there are canine fans and I want to invite them to bring this technique to the canine world. Absolutely. Because if you think about how much, there are, there are so many people who take exceptionally good care of their dogs and they use multiple techniques mm -hmm. 
and what works best. Absolutely. What works yeah. best. And that's and that's the, 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 the nice thing. We can shift this over to dogs. We can shift it over to humans. Because well, that's, yeah. that's an universal <laughs> technique because all eyes react the same. They're all, they're all connected to this autonomic system. Oh, this is brilliant. So, this is so brilliant. I, I have no idea if you out there can appreciate the fact that having a non-invasive way to measure something mm -hmm. is so unique. It's, and you have another idea. Actually, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, please The do. next idea yeah. was that we have, I saw on the internet that there are pulse watches that take up the heart rate from horses. And they, and they send it to an app on your computer and then you can read it out. So what we wanted to do is that we wanted to make it parallel. We measure the, the, the pupil size and we measure the heart rate. And then we want to see which one we can do faster. this this fall because yeah. we are ready to do that. We will, we will make that easy for you. So we can, we can start your process right there in equiline land. And the, um, my and the same thing with dogs. I'm sure that must be available. Must be available. Yeah, we can probably use my watch on a dog. Uh. Absolutely, <laughs> it is actually it is a it is a little watch and it has a it has a, a rubber band as a as a belt. It has an elastic belt. Yeah, right. That holds that it you can sure. adjust. So Makes either sense. you put it under the girth it's like from the heart your saddle, runners right? Know that. Well, yeah, runners Run have that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so heart monitor is, probably yeah. would work. Yes. across Unbossed. barriers yeah. right yeah. for sure and yeah. there's less hair so you can yeah do just this without put it you know, under, under the shaving elbow. and and i'm thinking conversely we can also see if something is stressing an animal yeah you know and you think you're doing something nice when nice. in fact it hates it, hates it you yeah. know just like humans there are humans who respond to one technique and the other not one is, to yeah. another right and that is also one that what i would like to know and you know that already from our study from the previous study if you put a horse in the lane and you basically take away the social connection with the horse, so basically let the horse, maybe you tell the story. That's, that was funny. That, that was so funny. I'm a biologist, so a control is for me, you do nothing, you know, right? You have your cell culture and you put a substrate on it and the control, you do nothing. So I said to my daughter, she's 17 and also a horse fan, so I said, Kaiser, can you help me? She said, yes, sure. I paid her a little, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, it's very important. We're going now to a stable where a lot of uh, students are running around, riding students, and they all make, oh, do, 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 do. hello, yes, hello. Yes. And I want you to stand there as a guard, and you say them, and you tell them not to touch the horse, not to talk with the horse. I will do so. Can I clap the horse? No, even you not, not. Okay, <laughs> fine. Okay, so we, we put them in the, in the stable aisle, and then we ignored them totally Whoa. and in the end these horses they were so naughty in the <laughs> end they were begging for attention and they thought rather a negative feedback than no feedback right you know, like small children they yes. were like you know they did exactly they knew exactly they would be told stop it and they, and we were like no we don't do that and of course they were stressed yes they well that's totally what i was stressed. thinking and there was bang big bang changes. it was really bang Wow. So I said, okay, let's think about <laughs> what is the situation for the horse. Let's go back to the horse. When you put a horse on the, on the ale, something happens. Either the blacksmith comes, the vet comes, the riding student comes and putting a saddle on, or I come or an osteopath comes, something happens. If you now put them there and nothing happens, it, 
is stress because it's unknown because they're anticipating something to happen which will never happen and it's like you sitting in the dental oh. chair for the for the dentist mm -hmm. and you and you hyperventilating yes <gasps> and he doesn't come and he comes and he's typing a little bit in the computer and he's making a little bit of his instruments and then he goes away and you hello <laughs> my teeth i know it don't uh, yeah. work but please give me some attention you're i'm here for something, that right? you're expecting something oh walk by the aisle with a carrot and don't give it to your yeah. horse and oh, you know. you know yeah. how well they communicate yeah so i love this because every once in a while my horse will decide that he hasn't had enough attention and will break out of his stall and go eat a table or something to get Attention. Attention. Because and they rather a negative feedback than no still, feedback. They're like, like children. They're absolutely like so children. So I think that as you go to new ideas, I love this idea for picking techniques, for picking relaxation, for finding out what helps, for finding out what irritates. Yeah. And there's so many more levels where yeah. using this can, can make a difference. You can Saddle fit. Saddle fit might be the behavior, same. and with the dogs, you, can, you know, to you know, see. You lie on the saddle. You saddle fit would be perfect. Brilliant. Measurement. Write this down. That, right. <laughs> take Klaus, a note. Klaus, take the notes. You're yes. busy, Klaus. <laughs> so that might be, and then. Um, so I thought, yeah. what what can we do? And then I said, Kaisa, we have to repeat this. Now you're allowed to touch them, to talk to them, and correct them. So you are allowed, in short words. You are allowed to interact with them, but please, no really, you know, no striking, no, Not, no massage, no like. massage ish, ish touching, <laughs> right? Because that is important. You can clap them and you can make what you ever want, you know, and we told also the others, you're allowed to talk to them. Absolutely. No ignoring, but don't give a massage. That's, that's the only, only thing. And then I said, because of this anticipating situation we have, we can't let them stand for an hour, so we take maybe 15 minutes. And that's okay for me because in controls also you don't do that right. exactly the same. Because you have different situations, but somehow you have to compare it. But it's not the time we need, it's the with something and without something. That right. is the most important thing. And if we really want to say, we want to look at 15 minutes, then we do that in the second step. Okay, you're saying... <laughs> you might be disagreeing with that. He's, I disagree. Yeah, but that's that's part of, of the life that you have well, a team. Exactly. Our yes. team does and that. you need that. You need this, this friction because that is causing warmth. Yeah. <laughs> you just explained all relationships in the best way. So if you and your significant other have disagreements, yeah. it's just friction creating yeah. warmth. Yeah. We have reframed <laughs> that and sent it out the and way. Is, and for all mothers, if you don't have discussions, hard discussions with your teenager in the puberty, something's wrong. You need this. Yes. You need Forever. This. My daughter, she says, tough luck. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh yeah. I don't care. And I said, oh, yeah. Go like this. this and it, more love. My, my, my best friend. I no. You need this to create warmth and to stabilize your reality this. and well, to get we, this development. We are going to sum up because my, yeah. every, we're exploding people's brains oh here. God. So what I want from you out there listening is please interact with us, and we will make sure that. 
Karen, and Klaus, get some data. What do you want to study? What do you want to bring your animals in? Can we create a dog study? And because Sweden is not necessarily close to where most of you are, how we can make this, we can even figure ways to work remotely because yeah. this is something that is growing. And mm -hmm. I want to give full credit to these brilliant Thank humans <laughs> who have created something else for us to get excited about. Exactly. So we will, um, how is best for anyone out here in, in um, podcast land to get in touch with you? Well, I have through a, you. through you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the best. Through, through us, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we will pass it along. Mm -hmm. And in the written data that comes with every podcast, we will also give the website in case you want to um, ask Karen some questions or Klaus some questions without us. But this has been a full pleasure. Uh, we could talk forever. We yeah. won't keep you forever. So this is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast. <laughs>